and welcome to the Diagnosis Infertility Podcast, where tears, encouragement, and laughter will fill your soul. My name is Andrea, and my medical chart reads infertility, but I prefer to think of myself as an IVF warrior, because even though I now have two little humans in my house, that diagnosis not only has stayed on my medical chart, but continues to drive who I am. And when I was in the thick of it, it controlled who I was. I hated my body. I did not take care of myself. My mindset was totally off and I obsessed about getting pregnant. And maybe you can connect with that too. If so, this podcast is for you. Here, it's all about real talk and giving you validation in that annoyingly real and raw emotion through this journey. As a health and life coach, I not only want to share my journey, but set you up with success as you navigate your own fertility struggles. Buckle up, lady, because here we go. Hello and welcome back. I am so freaking excited you are here. I am seeing the numbers increase and like the reach increasing so that we can seriously just normalize the trauma of infertility and the effect that you know, us trying to conceive and what we are experiencing with that is super real. And don't get me wrong, this is still a baby podcast. Like I I haven't made a huge reach, but I see each week the numbers going up little by little. And you guys, I it's so important to me for everyone to realize that these are just normal feelings that we are having of the trauma of infertility. And what I'm noticing too is like, yes, I'm reaching those women's in the, those women, not women's, women in the trenches of infertility who are experiencing the trauma real time right now. And maybe they're not like totally identifying that it's trauma because when you're in the trenches, it's so hard to see outside of the trenches and you don't really know what the hell's going on. But anyway, I'm reaching them. And I'm also loving the reach to women like me who have gone through the IVF, who have adopted the baby, who has had the baby, right? And we're past it, at least a little bit. Maybe, you know, you haven't gone for your number two or whatever it is. But there's still the effect of trauma and infertility, and you're still feeling that we're reaching you. But the other person I've started to reach and that has started to reach out and tell me a little bit more is a girl who hasn't even started to try to get pregnant yet, right? She has heard and seen so much of women going through infertility in her life that it's already impacting her and she hasn't even pulled the goalie yet. She hasn't even pressed play or plugged it in. (laughs) And she's already feeling that trauma of what infertility can do. So I love this. Keep sharing. Keep showing up. Keep telling me more of what you want to hear. I'm going to keep learning and growing. I have a podcast coach, right, to help me like reach you on a deeper capacity. I think I'm going to move this podcast too to YouTube so you can see me when I do this because apparently I have a lot of facial expressions, which I always knew. But like, let's capitalize on that, you know? Today, I definitely want to talk about stress. And does stress affect my ability to get pregnant? Does stress affect my ability to be healthy, to be happy, to have a life I really freaking love? And if you were to give it a goog, (laughs) the answer is yes and no. So yes, 
stress affects everything, but does it fully stop you or impact you from getting pregnant? Well, no, but yes, like stress people get pregnant all the freaking time. Stress people also struggle to get pregnant all the freaking time. Stress people have an impact on health, happiness, and life in general. Stress is impacting them and they may not even know it. I didn't know it. Oh my gosh, you guys. I live this life of like fast, hard, impact. And I was always like, why the hell is my blood pressure so high? You know, I exercise a lot. I eat pretty healthy. You know, like overall, I, I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. And if you looked at me, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, she has a high heart rate and high blood pressure. But let me get into this and you're going to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Raise my hand. That's me. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about stress today, the warning signs that you are stressed and what to do about it. I am going to geek out a bit, but I'm going to try to keep it easy to follow. So you guys have heard of the fight or flight response, right? I also like to throw in freeze, like fight, flight, or freeze, because basically when you are like so paralyzed by fear that your body literally can't move. Okay. That's some of us. So fight or flight or freeze. So when you are in this fight or flight response, you are activating your sympathetic nervous system. So let me dig in a bit. So your sympathetic nervous system isn't you being like, oh, sympathetic for something like, oh, I feel for you. No, this is a nervous system. Your nervous system Okay, it's in your body and it's like your brain connecting with the rest of your body for it to know what to do, right? It's sending signals back from your body up to your brain like, hey, this is happening. Activate this, right? And your brain is um, sending signals down for the rest of your body. So that's your nervous system, okay? So you have two separate nervous systems, right? We have the sympathetic one that I've already introduced, and you have the parasympathetic nervous system. These nervous systems do two different things. And right now you're probably like, I don't care, Andrea, just get to the juice. Well, you do care because I think knowing this is very important and could be like your aha moment for you with stress. So your sympathetic nervous system is your heightened sense of danger or your your like active system, your activity system. This is what is activated when you're like exercising, you're stressed out about something, or if you're like running from a tiger system, right? Your sympathetic nervous system is like your heightened sense of awareness system. It's your fight or flight, okay? It increases the cortisol in your body and that increased cortisol shuts things down. Your sympathetic nervous system shuts things down. It shuts down vital organs because you, when you're running from a tiger, like you don't need to be digesting your food, right? You don't need to be doing all these other things. It shuts down all the things that you don't need to survive and activates all the things you do need to survive. Like it activates like a heightened sense of awareness. You know, it increases your blood pressure and your and your um and your heart rate, right? It gets that adrenaline pumping so you can get the F out of there because you don't want to be eaten by a tiger, okay? So when your sympathetic nervous system is activated, all these things are activated, right? Your heightened level of awareness is activated. Well, 
It's kind of the same thing if you are feeling stressed about something going on in your life or if you're feeling like, overwhelmed with the like state of your kitchen maybe your kitchen's a mess maybe your laundry isn't done maybe this maybe you said something to this girlfriend and you're like over analyzing it and you're feeling stressed about it well then you're activating the sympathetic nervous system and you're getting like super heightened blah 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 you know so here's what it, it looks like when you're stressed out when it's activated okay So here's what it could look like if your sympathetic nervous system is always on, always active, okay? Signs you're stressed. You sleep too much or too little. You have a harder time sticking to healthy eating habits. You might skip your regular exercise or push yourself to exercise too much, right? It's kind of those extremes. It's one or the other. You might drink too many alcoholic drinks. You might smoke. You might drink too much caffeine. And you might lose interest in having sex. All right, who's feeling called out right now? The effects that the sympathetic nervous system being on all the freaking time has on your body is you could have more headaches, sleep disruption, muscle tension, digestive issues, changes in your sex drive, high blood pressure, messed up menstrual periods, and anovulation, which... um means that maybe you're not ovulating or you're ovulating at a different time, like just basically messed up ovulation, okay? So that is all about your sympathetic nervous system. That's your, your, like I said, your nervous system that's like, go, 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 don't be eaten by a tiger. So you have your other nervous system, which is your parasympathetic nervous system, and it's your relaxed system. This is your essential organ system, and it relaxes your body in order to run your essential organs. So your sympathetic shuts them down, quiets them. Your parasympathetic gets these bad boys doing what they're supposed to do and really working at high capacity. So like, what are your essential organs? (laughs) All of them? So it regulates your heart rate, your blood pressure, your hormones, your reproductive organs, your digestion. Your body right, needs to be in a state of relaxation, of calm in order to effectively run these things, okay? Your reproductive organs, your digestive system, right? Who's constipated in here? (laughs) Why do you think so many people have an increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, can't poop? You all know I love good poop. It controls our reproductive organs. Hello? Your body knows that procreating while being hunted is a terrible idea. So it shuts down. Your body is smart. It knows that periods of stress aren't good for a baby, aren't good for other things. So when that sympathetic nervous system is activated, it's smart. It knows that doing all this while being hunted is terrible. It's a terrible idea, so it avoids it for you. Again, your body doesn't know the difference between stress you carry about being perfect, getting the laundry done, being hard on yourself, and not getting that 80 ounces of water in. The pressure you are giving yourself with the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and being chased by a tiger is the same thing to the sympathetic nervous system, people. It's important to digest your food to have an amazingly long, beautiful, fully intact banana poop. It's like, forget that. Get the heck out of harm's way. It doesn't care about the banana poop, okay? So when you're constantly being hunted, constantly under stress, what nervous system is that? It's your sympathetic one. 
We love this nervous system. It tells you there is a threat when there is a real threat. Okay, but this nervous system can be so detrimental to you when it's activated all the time. But when we are stressed, the constant stressed, that it isn't actually a real threat, but more like a made up ones in our head about how we should be showing up for something. See that word again, should. I hate that word. It's full of judgment and good girl, bad girl. When you have these shoulds, you are activating your sympathetic nervous system and you, you, and if you sustain in this constant state of heightened to fight or flight from stress and you don't really return to normal, your essential organs quiet down. You increase your heart rate. You increase your blood pressure. You keep an increase in all your senses being heightened because that stress hormone Cortisol increases your ability to respond quickly to danger, which is usually also why we're more irritated, right? Quick fuse. Anyone feeling that? Your stress hormone, if there's too much of it in your body, it increases weight gain, specifically in your torso. Okay, there's this whole scientific geek out reason for it, but trust me, it causes you to have like really fragile skin that's really slow to heal. You might get acne, right? That does, and it just doesn't go away. And it probably totally pisses you off because you're in your 30s and you're freaking done with acne. But because you are in a constant state of stress, holler, that bitch is staying right? Because we're stressed. And maybe another one or two is like having more facial hair or having irregular periods. Oh, snap. Some of you are like F. (laughs) So now you're like, okay, what am I going to do about this, Andrea? You know, now that you're all sweaty and stressed out that you have this sense of urgency because you want to fix this immediately. So like your sympathetic nervous system is activated probably like right now. Well, settle down. You aren't going to change today, so just breathe and make the decision to just listen and really reflect on one thing that you can do today to calm your body, okay? So I'm going to tell you things that the experts say first, right? If you give it a goog, today's all about giving it a goog. So if you give it a goog, here's what the experts say. I have other opinions, but schedule a call with me and I'll dig in a little deeper. I have this equal part, I'm here for you, super validating and equal part, like call you on your junk and challenge you personally. So if you're vibing with that, there's a link in the show notes to to my website and you can schedule a free call, right? If you want to change those habits, you can find it in the show notes. Anyway, okay, so I believe that the mind and the body are connected to and your mind does impact your stress level. So I'm going to say that again. I believe the mind and the body are connected and your mind does impact your stress level. So the experts say, number one, start mindfulness practice, okay? Start mindfulness practice. Number two, maintain healthy eating and drinking practices. Number three, exercise regularly. Number four, practice breathing. And number five, seek out mental health support. Oh, these five things are not that easy, are they? They take habit change and habit practice. This is what pisses me off about these things when you just give it a goog and what the experts say. They lay out these five things like it's so freaking easy. Start mindfulness practice, maintain healthy eating and drinking practices. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, if it was that easy, I'd already be doing it, asshole. Exercise regularly, practice breathing, seek out mental health support, okay? They tell you five things to support you in your stress and it's like freaking impossible and almost stresses you out more because you don't feel like it's attainable. And I wish I could just give you a nugget of what to do, but I can't until I dig in deeper with you, until I dig into what's more important to you and give you one simple step. 
I'm going to do my best right now. But like I said, if you want more of this, schedule a call. We're going to talk more about it. Okay, so let's start with this. What is one thing in your day-to-day life that is the least amount you can do to show up for yourself in a way that you already aren't and still have pleasure in doing this? So that's what's important, right? It's still being pleasurable. Who says creating new habits can't be pleasurable? You talk about those five things and I'm sure you're just overwhelmed. It sounds so not pleasurable and you think you have to like take all this stuff away. Stop talking. Stop thinking about what you have to take away in your life to be less stressed, to create healthy habits. And let's start thinking about what you can put into your life. Okay. So what is the least amount you can do that is still pleasurable to you? Because women will say, who drink literally no water, they'll be like, Andrea, Dre, or whatever the hell they decide to call me. I'm going to start drinking 80 ounces of water. And maybe realistically, they are only drinking 24 ounces a day. So they make a plan to all of a sudden start drinking 56 more ounces of water. That is not the least amount you can do that is still pleasurable. That is not pleasurable to these women at all. So what if instead they drink four extra ounces of water midday that they don't already drink? Adding that. It's still pleasurable, right? Doable, attainable. So think about it. What is the least amount of something you can do that is still pleasurable for you to support you in relaxing your body? Don't put the pressure on you. Think of the least amount that you can add in that is still pleasurable. Okay? Because you are worth it. You can do this. You can change it. Don't think of those five things and be like, holy crap, I have to add all this stuff in and just do it immediately. No, 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 no. Pick one thing and then do it. Show up consistently for it. For the girl who doesn't drink that much water, if four ounces is the minimal that you can do to show up for yourself each day. Do that consistently. Do that every day. Because we want it pleasurable. We want it minimal. We want it a small step so that it is a small step that you sustain for like ever, okay? So if you want more of where this came from, book a call, book a call, book a call, book a call. I didn't mean this to be like an infomercial for my business, but I am so freaking passionate about helping women feel amazing And it so much starts right here. Okay? I love you. Goodbye. Sorry for the intense energy. I'm just really freaking excited about this. And I can't wait to hear what your little nugget, what your aha moment was from this. Um, And I can't wait to hear what your little thing that you're going to do that's still pleasurable. Thank you for pressing play today. If you found value in today's episode or feel that someone in your life could use a burst... Share this episode on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. Or send it to your husband, a friend, or even your mom right now. Sometimes we need to share what resonates with us so other people can understand too. And remember, maybe it's time to stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right. You've got this. You are doing a great job. Until next time.